0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to SSG Speaks, the podcast that takes you inside the walls of Camelot. Meet the knights that made sword and shield gaming what it is. So pour yourself a flask of your favorite mead and join us for an inside look at the fine folks that sit at the round table.
1: Okay, well welcome to SSG Speaks. This is episode number seven. I'm your host, SSG Jayman. I am here with, uh, man, I don't even know your name anymore it's going to be ssg mania so the the problem is you know we, we've hit this point where where i know everybody's real names and so i intermingle people's names even when i like go to type out on my phone i keep mixing back and forth and it's we're just too good of friends that's the problem well it doesn't matter because we're here to interview irish fighter today so irish we are going to start things off first of all let's say welcome so welcome guys i don't want to be the thank one thank you no, I'm mean, I'll let Irish take it away. By the way, and it's perfectly fine if people know my real name, it's Eric.
0: <laughs> if you want to remember
1: it, that's fine. If you don't, I go by Mania as well. Um, Going to a couple of lands will get you used to hearing your gamertag in real life. It really does. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's like, it's like one of the, the things of, of being in a clan and, and playing with these people for so long, We you, you hear people's names either because other people know them uh, or because you just get, be, get to be good enough friends with that person and, and you find out their names, and especially now with Facebook and everything else. But yeah, I mean, I think SSG was one of the definitely one of the first ones that I've seen where we just kind of intermingle people's names all the time, especially for new people. I bet that can be a little jarring because they're like, wait, who's Eric? Yeah. There's SSG <laughs> Eric on here. No, exactly. <laughs> and I hit the same thing. But without further ado, Irish, he's with us here, and I'll let him
0: introduce himself a little bit. Thank you. Yep, Irish fighter. Um, my name's Sean, if anyone cares to know that. I think probably the only one that really calls me that is my brother Jake or Code Monkey, um, Simeon Chaos. He changes it, I don't know, every few years.
1: Yeah, we just uh, we had him on a couple episodes ago, and it seems like he's gone through quite a, an evolution of, uh, of a couple of names. So, And it's funny because his names always end up surprising people because people don't uh, necessarily recognize him. I'll admit, so I didn't know what his new gamertag was until I heard that episode. There was no announcement <laughs> or anything. I was like, "Oh, that's who the Simeon guy is." Okay. <laughs> yeah, we should really put a message out every time somebody changes their name. So, is your brother? Um, so, is it safe to assume that that's how you kind of got into the clan, or or how you at least at least how you found out about it or, or got interested in it?
0: Yeah, I think uh, it originally happened back in I want to say Halo Two he started playing with a lot of you guys um, back of the, the OG people. And I was, I want to say I was probably like 13 or 14. And I think he just kind of slipped me into the clan and I became a knight even. And I had a super deep voice back then for a <laughs> 13 or 14 year old kid. And I think I just kind of slipped in unnoticed. And so I've been in ever since.
1: Yeah, we had a... Um We've always had a rule of of twenty plus, and so we, we we've let a couple people slip in the cracks younger. But yeah, I think you're right. I think you were fifteen uh when you got in, which you know, I mean that, that says a lot about your maturity at fifteen, anyway, because that that was kind of one of our biggest issues. We just didn't want, you know, some of the drama and and stuff like that associated with with the younger younger crowd. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I don't know, I mean, fifteen that's a little bit more of a slip. Like we're gonna need to see some ID, Irish. He's 16 now. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's cool. I mean, I bob around the topic of you know what we call you being Irish fighter. Is there a history to that gamer tag?
0: So I originally picked, I think it was like Irish fighter 76 because my football number is 76, and I've always been a Notre Dame fan. Um, Mm, And that
1: explains your Discord emblem. Yep. Yep. So with the uh, the Irishman.
0: It's kind of always been a revolution of something Irish fighter. Okay. That's cool.
1: So we're, so you played football in in high school? Did you play in college then too?
0: Yeah, so I started I played football for I wanna say it was like thirteen years. I played, you know, little league high school, then I got a scholarship to a junior college. Ended up at some point in through high school and college, I broke both of my ankles and messed up my knee, I tore my LCL, oh wow, and Sam, so, kind of just ended up having to call quits after a while. It was just a lot of getting beat up. And thought it was kind of tough on move your on. body.
1: Yep. Oh, for sure. If you could go back and do it again, would you still sign up for football and and play and even with the the risk of that injury?
0: Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. All right. I mean, I have guys that I've been friends with since I was six years old because of football, and so all of us are just. I wouldn't trade it for
1: anything. No, that's definitely cool. I mean, let's keep going with this uh, outside-of-gaming thing. What's uh, any good hobbies
0: that you like to enjoy? Um, I mean, I would say gaming's my primary hobby, you know, when you want to let off some steam. But I used to ride dirt bikes for a bit, played pretty much every sport, did wrestling in high school, want to say championship wrestling, um, did track and field. Do you have a championship? Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I was a state champ. Um, I was I was a uh, sixteen and no seventeen and one my senior year. Oh, nice. Was, and the kid that I lost to was the kid I pinned in the state finals, so I didn't feel that bad about it.
1: Got <laughs> your revenge, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 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 So you you ended up um, you know you, you got in early, right? You stuck in under the age limit, but then you took an emeritus break. Yeah, um, so... So, was, it, was that for school then, I guess?
0: No, actually, after I decided to kind of call it quits with football, I actually served a LDS mission for my church. Uh-huh. So, you basically go away for two years. I, th- I don't know if Jake or Code Monkey talked about it, he did too. Um, basically, go for two years and knock on people's doors and be super annoying. <laughs> so, wow, it's two years, huh? Yep, two years. So, didn't play games or anything for really two years, and then... Came back and jumped right back in. Oh, that's cool. Where'd you end up
1: going on your your LDS mission?
0: So it was all around British Columbia. So oh. kind of got to see a little. That's bit of That's not a Canada. bad place to be. Oh no, no. It was it was super beautiful. Yeah, loved every second of it.
1: Man, that's awesome. So what about uh, what about your clan life before? Have you have you been part of any clans before, um, like in any in any kind of formal
0: way? No, I mean. Like I said, I was I think I was too young to join any clan. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were that if you were that young. <laughs> yeah, so mostly just SSG through and through. And then, you know, I jump over and play with the TTL guys quite a bit because there's a lot more of them into the Battle Royales right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So that's kind of PUBG got me started hanging out with TTL guys.
1: Oh, I gotcha. If uh, if you can remember your first impressions of SSG, how, how did we impress you? Because you obviously impressed us.
0: Um, I think it was just because I feel like I have a strategic mind, and I kind of always have, and maybe that comes from playing, you know, football and sports and stuff. But I remember back playing like Halo 2. It was nice that we all had roles, so we jump into a game of like you know big team battle or whatever, and the entire team knows what their role is. So we just steamrolled other teams all the time because we, you know, you got your guys sniping, you got your guys rolling people over with warthogs and ghosts and stuff. And Jay, we need to bring those back.
1: Oh, tr- trust me, we actually had a plan. Yeah, that was, <laughs> or at least some some kind of organization. Yeah, it's
0: just refreshing that it's like I know as soon as the game starts, I'm going to go jump on the warthog and just lay people out. And so it is to I, me. That's just I love refreshing.
1: That structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do miss it. That you know, mania. I th- the, the problem is, there's not any games where it'd be super relevant still. You know, I I don't know, I, Irish. Do you think now in like you know the Call of Duty or maybe somewhat in the multiplayer. Like, I, I feel like in some of the um, the capture point games, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you could have some offense, defense players and things like that. But even in Battle Royale, I don't think, you know, because you want to stick, everybody wants to stick together for the most part. So it's, it's hard to kind of assign roles to people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, it could be. I mean, I have a group of guys that I play with that are, I mean, I think Dez used to be in SSG a little bit. I don't know if that name rings a bell. Mm -hmm. But we kind of have a little group of friends that aren't really in any clan that I play with. Me and Jake both play with. And we kind of have it down pat when we play, like, Team Deathmatch. It's like we know how to kind of cover all the different running lanes. And we usually steamroll teams. And so I think it's not necessarily, like, role-based, but it's just, like, knowledge-based. Like, I know if I come here and I cover these two points of entrance, like, nobody's going to come and lay our whole team out from behind right and then when you
1: get the experience i mean there's a little bit of a language that you know you and your brother probably have where it's it's unspoken you know? yeah he sees that you got those two doors so he's gonna grab you know the hallway on the other side or something
0: yeah and i mean i've been playing with him for so long i know he's kind of like a sit in the back snipe and keep things covered type of person i don't even have to i jump into a game him; i know exactly how he's gonna play
1: Oh, for sure. What's um, what's your most memorable time, and well,
0: SSG or gaming in general? I mean, probably how it started, um, and really kind of where I got my love for it was. I, I mean, I feel like me and Jacob always had a really good relationship, and when he was actually at college and first married, he used to invite me up, and I'd stay over at his house, and we'd stay up all night playing games together, and that's how I, you know, initially got introduced to everybody, and so. I think for me, like that kind of resonates and gives me nostalgia. It's just like, you know, pulling the all-nighters with him, and that's kind of why you know we keep playing. It's not all-nighters anymore, but <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, for sure, man. This is that was probably the most wholesome answer you could have gave. Seeing the brotherly love is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really think I missed. You know, I have a lot of friends. Unfortunately, none, none that I don't think are in, in the clan. But I've got a lot of friends that you know went to went to proper four-year colleges and the stories they have of like playing in the dorms, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the Halo one, Halo two land parties or, you know, just all that kind of stuff. Cause you've always got all hours of the day. You've got somebody to play with, which just seems like amazing.
0: Yeah. And the funny thing is, is I mean, even though I did grow kind of as a jock, actually at my high school, it was probably the jocks that were the most like nerdy ass kids. You could imagine. We were the ones that we'd always have, you know, the halo part, halo land party, typically at my house, where we, you know, everyone would bring over a TV and an Xbox, and we'd hook it up, and after our football games or whatever, going out on dates, we'd always be like, alright, right, we're everyone's getting online, right, everyone's meeting up, we're going to play games.
1: <laughs> that's what's up, that's what's up. Sure, I mean, if you want to talk about nerdy, do you have any other nerdy hobbies? I mean, there's a lot out there, i got card games like Magic the Gathering, or yeah. The Tabletop. Yeah, I'm a
0: big D&D player right now, I actually just started a new campaign with the group I've been playing for, like, six years with.
1: Nice. A lot of our members are into D anD D, and I just mentioned in the uh, Discord chat that I'd be willing to start something up once I'm done with my current campaign I'm running. But yeah, if anybody I'd listening or Irish, if you want to, feel free to run it. I mean, a lot of us want to play for sure. Yeah, that thread got a lot of traction, so there's I think there's a bunch of people interested. Yeah, there definitely is. So have you have you had a chance to meet anybody other than your brother? That's a cheat answer. You can't you can't say that.
0: <laughs> uh no I, I haven't had a chance to head up to any of the lands i think there was one in vegas right like a year or two ago yep mm-hmm. yeah that was our last one yeah that was the one i was like heavily considering going to but it just i don't know life got crazy and so i decided not to make the trip because i mean that's not they're that bad from utah to yeah. vegas
1: they're hard to commit to because you know there's a lot of planning and you have to commit early yeah. and you know, anything can happen at that point and then it's a matter of you know, if you already put money into it. So it's definitely hard to commit to some something like that for sure. Yeah, it is 'cause we've we've had I think we've had four or five and I've only been to two, two and a half. So how do you get you know, half of one? Well, we had like a little mini, a second mini one in Saint Louis just oh boy, yeah, you were there. I was that, you were that there. One. that you were you were the half. <laughs> that was the half. <laughs> That's right. Ain't no land like a mania <laughs> land, right? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, mania and, uh, and uh, heathen and, uh, and his wife came up for the... for. I don't even know what you guys were up there for. I think... Were, the, were they driving through or something? Or driving... Mm-hmm. I don't remember. No. So, the heathens used to live in Chicago, which is like a day mm-hmm. trip from me. And we we, you know, Dan, Heather, and I, we were talking about me making a trip down to Chicago and irish and grant got a hold of that information and they were like well why don't we just you know make it like a little mini land which is we said sure because irish and grant were there you were (laughs) 20 minutes away so that's what Mm -hmm. we did i went to chicago picked them up and we made an eight hour drive down to missouri yeah that was nice so we have have two Irishes, not to be confusing oh yes we we have the irish (laughs) irish fighter the interviewee today, and then we have uh, a female Irish who is married to uh, to SSG am Grant. So, Right. <laughs> so, but this isn't about yeah. her or our half of the land. <laughs> and
0: in, that's and in right, my defense, right. I was the OG Irish.
1: You were. 100%. <laughs> Speaking of OG, what's that first game
0: console you played? Ooh, first game console probably Nintendo 64. Oh, getting that Golden Eye in there? Yeah, man. GoldenEye, Zelda. Is that it?
1: You know, I'm not going to lie. There was a guilty pleasure on the N64, Pokémon Snap. Oh yeah. That was my shit.
0: Loved the Pokémon Stadium too. That was good.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. I think that was the first one I remember. I don't I don't, I don't really remember playing many of the Pokémon games, but that was remember I remember that being just such a big deal when it came out, the Stadium game. So, yeah. yeah. It was the first 3D battler for Pokémon mm. at least. Plus Was it set just in a stadium? Mm-hmm. Like were all the fights in a in a stadium?
0: Okay. Plus, I think if I remember right, you could uh battle your Pokemon from your Game Boy they had like a little attachment for the controller you they, yeah, they,
1: they've had several weird attachments to like, I, I just heard, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how you can how you currently can still take a Game Boy advanced Pokemon and then there's some kind of adapter to like the GameCube and then you can do it online and then somehow get it to the Switch there's like There's, like, four things you have to do, and the internet is involved, and you can bring your Pokemon all the way from, like, the Game Boy Advanced. Insane. That sounds way too convoluted these days. I remember one of the best ones was on the Sega Genesis, and maybe, no, I'm pretty sure it's just the Genesis for Sonic the Hedgehog, where Sonic the Hedgehog 2 had this flap on top of the cartridge. You could plug another game into it what yeah hundred percent and it looked really weird <laughs> and if you plugged in the game Sonic and knuckles you could actually play as knuckles in Sonic 2 that's awesome yeah they were pretty cool um, so but they we don't see much of that anymore I think the closest we have now is what you talked with Jay and it's super long and convoluted um, either way I mean Irish n64 is always great to start off with. What's your what's your starting point now? You know, you get home from a long day to yesterday, today, and you want to play some games. What are you playing on?
0: Uh, probably just hop on the Xbox and uh, play some Warzone. I feel like mostly jumping on there and playing with the TTL guys a lot. I know Cyber plays, um, mm-hmm. but battle Royale is, I feel like kind of get my juices going just because it feels like higher stakes, right?
1: Have you heard? our lord and savior apex legends <laughs> i have <laughs> played it for a long time i
0: think i put a good year and a half two years into it um, oh for sure
1: it's not what it used to be
0: yeah so i feel like once call of duty kind of came out of that was where i really kind of bailed off of apex and then got into the multiplayer and then once they came out with warzone it was kind of like game over for apex for me
1: no, oh, I got you on that. Do you prefer the standard Battle Royale, or are you under, like, J-Man's wing with, like, in the plunder mode?
0: <laughs> I can do both. I don't, like, I don't mind plunder at all. Like, I still think it's fun. I think it's good if you get a good group of guys together. Um, but primarily, I think Battle Royale for me is kind of where I really sit.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, that game is really, you um, know, I've spoken on it before, but it's really brought a lot of SSG people together again which is nice I mean even speaking of the three of us right like the three of us have played together which I don't know the last time the three of us have, have played right probably Halo yeah, you yeah know, so it, it, it's nice that Call of Duty has been able to to unify our clan to some degree at least back on some type of game I mean the, the cross platform nature and certainly being free really helps with all that so that's been that's been awesome
0: yeah I feel like the cross platform uh, was really kind of a game changer because there's like I mentioned, the group of guys like Des and them that I hadn't played with for a bit because they all switched to p- mostly PC. But it's because it's on PC too; it just really kind of makes it available to everyone.
1: Oh, right? Are sure. you playing on PC at all, or do you have a PC that you made? I got a PC.
0: It's my wife's that she uh, uses for video editing, um, so it's pl- it's plenty <laughs> capable. Um, but yeah. I still mostly am drawn to console, just out of habit. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's still my primary. I mean, I've got ridiculous amount of stuff you know I've got I've got a decent gaming PC and then um, I've got an Xbox and a PlayStation and a switch and a uh, stadia it's like all this stuff but I still Xbox is still my favorite for the parties the voice chat the the game invites like everything about the Xbox UI and UX I, I feel like is just the best yeah you know after using all the different ones yeah I can get behind that so, one myself. Um, so you said you were married, how long have you been married for? Well, we got
0: married last, Febu- not this past February, but the previous one, so about a year and a half. Oh, so, congratulations. Thank you.
1: Nice. I heard, uh, heard from your brother that you're building a house too. We
0: are building the house, yep. Should be done here cool. in about a month, so. Oh, it's coming up. So, yep. We're, uh, right now we're looking for a renter to rent our townhouse out, that way we can close on our actual house, and then we should be good to go.
1: Are you going to keep the uh, keep the other property around as, like, a rental property, you think? Or yeah, you know, I think that's kind of our plan uh, is that... Let it go.
0: Because our next house is, like, more of a cottage house, so a little bit smaller of a lot, mm-hmm. uh, smaller of a house in general. And so we're looking to kind of keep all of our houses and just kind of move up slowly. Oh, yeah, sure.
1: That's, that's a pretty sweet way to do it, If you know, because then you kind of have always have that income. You know, as long as the other property is, is you know, somewhat stable and you don't have to do a whole bunch of work on it, like, it's... It's really nice, especially when you get good renters in there. Like, I've got a couple friends that do that, and they're like, it's just awesome money because we have these renters that are great. You really enjoy having them, and you know, so it's just kind of a win-win for both people.
0: Yeah, and then I mean, and then it just speaks for itself once it pays itself off, and then you know, you're just raking in dough later in life. Mm -hmm.
1: Don't even have to work for it. Pretty sweet. So, speaking of work, what do you do for a living?
0: So I do digital marketing. I'm a digital marketing manager for a property management software company. So, I mean, if anybody in SSG rents, you might use our company, Intrada, for their payment processing and lots of other stuff.
1: So you're you're, you're just like perfect for the renting business then, huh? Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm pretty familiar with it. I'm I'm still hiring a property management company to to handle it for me. That way I can be completely hands-off and I don't have to really do much with it.
1: Yeah, so they they do all the maintenance and stuff. Then is that yeah, basically.
0: As I've been talking to my guy, basically they just give you like a monthly call, and they just say, hey, this is what's happened at your property. This is what's going on. You know, nothing's happened this month. You don't have to pay anything, or you know, this broke. We had to pay three hundred bucks to fix it, and then I just you know fork over three hundred bucks. But they basically Mm -hmm. handle it that way. There's kind of a barrier between you and the renter, and you don't have to have much engagement with them.
1: So do they handle like liability and stuff then too? Like if if they screw something up, I guess. Yep,
0: that's kind of the benefit of it is you as the owner you aren't liable for nearly as much as you would be if you were directly handling it. How do I get part of this? That sounds amazing. It's actually it's cheaper than I thought it was. It's only eight percent of the rent every month. Oh. And so I mean we still me and my wife we're still gonna cash flow a good amount of money off of it. So we're pretty excited. Oh for sure. We need another housing bubble then
1: yeah there you go so how was the the process to like building and picking the house out like was it um did you find it fun or enjoyable or was it a, was it a pain no our, did you and your wife like ours is pretty
0: straightforward. get along with it yeah we got along <laughs> pretty well with it it's pretty straightforward though because the builder we chose doesn't really allow a lot of customization mm. and so it's basically just you pick your lot and how they have you know predefined which lot gets which floor plan and so we said we want these three lots if you know one of them becomes available and they call us back a week later and we're like yep this one's available if you guys want it
1: do you at least get to choose you know, countertops or cabinets or you know the inside stuff
0: so that's part of like choosing which lot because they already predefine it which lot gets what and so we kind of oh, were like we like this this and this and they're like okay these lots have those options and basically the reason why they mm-hmm. do it is so they can chew them out super fast like this builder is finishing yeah. houses right you know twice as fast as I've heard other builders around the area finishing their houses Oh, I mean
1: yeah that sounds like a great idea I was thinking about building one myself but the cost from what I was seeing at least in Michigan I don't know where it is it was like $122 a square foot and right then I knew I was going to bite off more than I can chew personally (laughs) so (laughs) congratulations on you being able to get it done that's really awesome Um, however Quick change of subject because I love this question. Oh yeah, what are your guilty pleasures?
0: Ooh, guilty pleasures. I know. Love Nobody likes Ta- them. Love me some Taylor Swift. That's a guilty pleasure. Oh, I can get behind that. j man, uh, are you a Jay Taylor Swift guy?
1: Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, ah, oh, you can't have a bad day when "Shake It Off" comes on. I don't care <laughs> who you are. All right, you're driving into work, and that
0: song comes on. It's it's done. It is what it is. It's a good day oh, right man. there. <laughs> my wife gives me crap about it all the time. <laughs> I don't care. Love it.
1: Uh yeah, I, I'm I'm big big into music, and so I like pretty much everything from pop and rock and country and everything uh, everything other than like kind of like death metal stuff. I, I've I've always been big into music, and so um, it, it's funny because my wife is not into music at all. And neither is my daughter, and my five year old son loves it. And like uh, a song, like I'll play like a rap song or a pop song. Come on, he'll start like shaking his head and he'll be like moving his arms you know and my wife will just look at me and she'll just kind of shake her head i'm like hey he's got it he's got the moves i don't know what to tell you the
0: genes carry some over. people are born with it
1: i know i know so <laughs> some people are born with it <laughs> so irish if you were uh if you were stuck on a desert island um is there is there a specific taylor swift uh, album you'd bring or is there something else you would bring with you uh to occupy your time i'll we'll give you three things
0: three things for sure gonna take a Taylor Swift album I mean Mm -hmm. man they're they're all good uh probably I like Red Red was a good one
1: you see you got me on that one I don't know their album name so I'm gonna say that that is also a good album
0: (laughs) um two other things I love Lord of the Rings so I'd probably you know bring Lord of the Rings give those a good read oh okay and then probably something to watch the whole Star Wars all of Star Wars Mm, like mm. prequels and sequels everything yeah i mean do you have a originals preference? originals obviously but i love it all you yeah. so. know you know prequels get
1: a lot of shit but and i'm gonna lose some credibility they're my favorite <laughs> uh-huh, you can <laughs> you can laugh at me all you want all right but like the, the originals were great i just don't think i was old enough to really appreciate them when they came out yeah so I really think that's where it came from, but there were, there was a lot wrong with it, but I think there was a lot of stuff cool with it. So. Yeah. I, I just started to watch them again with my kids. And so we finished, we finished the originals and then we just watched, uh, Phantom Menace and my daughter, like, I was really curious to see what the kids were going to think about Jar Jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And about halfway through my daughter was like, well, is he supposed to be funny like she's eight and i was like yeah i understand like, eh, that one. nobody really knows and i was like but you know that you could essentially do the whole movie without him and everything would be just fine yeah that's oh, true there is a theory out there that he's actually a sith yeah that's and funny. that's that's my headcanon now <laughs> and that might be why i like the prequel so much because it makes it 10 times more interesting yeah that he's like some dark sith lord that's so funny
0: yeah you know, for the, sure the funny thing is oh, there's a gosh. there's a class in D D, where you're like a monk but you basically you act like a drunk clumsy monk and like everyone just thinks you're the drunk clumsy monk but he has like all these class abilities that revolve around yeah it's King. uh
1: this is fifth edition you're talking yeah fifth edition it's uh drunken master i believe yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. One of my buddies, he he shared that with me, and he compared. It. He's like, "Yeah, man, Jar Jar makes sense. He's just the drunken master."
1: There is a, I think it's, um, uh, uh, Jackie Chan. I think Jackie Chan, either oh. one or a bunch of his movies, where he actually plays uh, like a drunk, like a drunken kung fu guy, and it is amazing. I mean, he's amazing anyway, but you know, he, he acts like he's all out of it and drunk, and he's doing his amazing flips and kicks and all sorts of stuff all his practical stunts It's, yeah, it's i think amazing. there's at least two of them if i can recall legend of the drunken master or drunken fist or something like that and it's kung pao enter the fist i believe was influenced by it or is that nice. a completely different game maybe in that game movie we're talking about movies guys damn seriously <laughs> get on the same level <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, so those are probably my three things.
1: Yeah. So, as far as your your gaming history goes, so what what do you think, you know, that you would be that you would consider that something you're most you're most proud of, right? That you just treasure, I think is one of just your most proudest gaming moments that you've had.
0: Honestly, I think probably the reason why I'm drawn to battle royales is I was talking to Mania a bit before. It's just like the feeling you get, like when you win, right? Like you know back in PUBG you get a chicken dinner or whatever and like it's nothing Mm -hmm. like it literally just pops up on the screen you know chicken winner winner chicken dinner but it's just fulfilling to know that you beat out a hundred other people and so I think that's kind of why I love Battle Royale so much is just like you're literally just you know outperforming other people
1: yeah and the first one you get is so satisfying that very first mine was in PUBG and I got the chicken dinner and I was playing for maybe six months before I got my first win in that game and it was so satisfying. So I can respect that being one of your proudest moments for sure.
0: Yeah. Yes, uh, I think. Where where did the chicken dinner
1: thing come from? Like, where did that phrase come from? Do we know? And I have no I idea. I don't. I can't say I like know for sure, but I want to say there was a popular streamer that whenever he won a game, he said it was. Uh, he said he got chicken dinner. Um,
0: I know it's like a game. Don't quote me thing. on that. I mean, if you've ever seen Twenty One.
1: Oh well, yeah. Oh, okay, maybe that's where it's from. Yeah, I might be way off base on that one. Either way, uh, Irish, where do you see gaming going these days? I mean, we got things like uh, VR is taken off, augmented reality kind of died off, but, I mean, that is what it is. Um, where do you see it going? Especially seeing they just, they're just they starting to announce things for the next generation, which I'm sure we're all excited about.
0: I mean, you know I'm a Ready Player One fan, so I'd be a fan if. Of... <laughs> Things headed that direction, maybe not to the uh, negative extent.
1: Yeah, for but, sure, that's uh, it.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't know. I feel like technology is just crazy. I mean, working in tech, I see all the you know different technology companies and stuff that sprout up around here in Utah. And it's just, I mean, it honestly could just go wherever. I mean, AI is insane, and so who yeah, knows? Sure. Like, I, mean... I think sky's the limit, really.
1: No, oh, it makes sense. It's the point of technology, right? To open up the skies. So you live in Utah now. Yep. Is is that where you've lived your whole life then?
0: Um, I was originally born in the Marshall Islands. Um, lived there till I was three, so I don't remember much about it. Um, and then we moved, yeah, here to Utah. So I've pretty much been here. Yeah, but when we
1: talked to, to, to Jake, he was telling us about growing up with the uh, uh, on the Marshall Islands with the. Uh, was it missile missile base or something
0: like that that was there? Yeah, it's that, like a mis- it's like a missile testing range. I think for our intercontinental ballistic missiles, I think they you know they launch them from wherever they want to launch them from, and they track them out there with a big uh, radar station that's on the island.
1: I mean that seems like a pretty cool place to grow up, but I guess yeah, you were only three, yeah, so I, <laughs> you might not remember the whole I thing. I didn't do
0: didn't do much growing up there. <laughs> Mostly just learning how to talk and walk.
1: Uh huh. Oh man. Um. So you know, we talked about uh, talked about kind of where you live and and where you where you at least were born. So what about traveling now? So if, if you could do any any traveling, is there places you'd you'd still like to go
0: yeah, so my in the U.S. or otherwise? Yeah, my wife's from Seattle. Um, we're actually heading up there on Wednesday. We're driving up. Um, but love the Pacific Northwest. Obviously, I mentioned I lived there for a couple of years for my mission, and that was a blast. Mm-hmm. But really, kind of thoroughly enjoy the Pacific Northwest.
1: Is it because of Starbucks?
0: Um, <laughs> not quite. Um, <laughs> mostly just mostly just the the temp, the temperature and, you know, the environment. It's really lush. So for me, it's just incredibly beautiful up there. Um, you me and my wife, that. we've been to Cannon Beach a couple times. Um, Where is that at? It's up in Oregon. It's just like this little town that's on the coast, and it's, you know, really beautiful. And we usually just get like an Airbnb and go stay up there for a few days
1: nice do you yeah. uh, do you have any water hobbies then
0: um I grew up sailing haven't really done it re- in recent years um with my dad my dad had a sailboat
1: Manny is a bit of a sailor too yeah a little bit
0: but not in real life is that Sea of Thieves <laughs> <laughs> maybe piracy
1: is considered sailing I don't know
0: <laughs> maybe frowned upon <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, there's man. something to
1: be said about the uh the anarchy on seas, though, maybe we need to start implementing something like that. However, let's be really here. There's pirates in real life now. You don't hear much about them because they're they're not very ubiquitous. Uh, they're nothing like they were in the days. They're, they're nothing like pirates of the Caribbean. Like they're on motorboats. They wear normal clothes. They have guns. It's it's not cool anymore. It's just no. There's no there's no chivalry code or anything. There there's no you know piracy code can't parlay your way to safety today, you know?
0: No. Yeah. So. <laughs> I demand <laughs> to talk to the captain. I, I'm know, the now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. So so sailing a boat, that just seems that seems so scary to me. Like is it like is it something you could still do do today, you think?
0: You know, I don't think so. It's been long enough that I don't think i could i think it'd take a bit of practice to get back into it at the time i was actually pretty decent at it i mean i could my dad could let me go out on my own and it was nice a big deal um but yeah that so, was probably once or twice he let me do that so, so
1: curious question because i've always been curious personally sailing you need the wind in your sails uh, that's correct to say yeah okay so big ships at least or even small ships if the if the winds going against your sails does the boat still move forward
0: you just you can ang- you oh, can sail it. kind of yeah, mm-hmm. you can sail kind of into the wind but uh like a slight angle and then you just angle your sails
1: so you just have to put up with not being able to go into a straight line if that's how the wind's doing
0: yeah and it's you know you don't go near you don't go as fast but right. you can you can still get moving
1: I guess that makes sense. I was just curious, because, you know, as Jay brought up and we talked about for a quick second, I really like Sea of Thieves, and I'm sailing, and I'm sailing into the wind going, you know, two inches a minute, and mm-hmm. I always think about, like, how do big That's ships? a technical term. Yeah, that's exactly a te- technical term. Two, yeah, two inches a minute. It's a very nautical term. Actually, I think it's, like, two inches <laughs> a minute per minute or something like that. I don't know. Actually, that's the formula for acceleration. Never mind. It means I'll be going faster. <laughs> So, but either way, like it's always something that's been curious, and I've never had the opportunity to look it up. But you answered it for me, so
0: thank you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the technical term for it off the top of my head, but yeah, it is possible, and you definitely do go slower. So,
1: what? Uh, we, we briefly talked about the, you know, the next gen console stuff here. So, we just had the, the Sony press conference. So, at this point, you know, we've had the, the hardware reveal for the PS Five. The Xbox Series X, and then mm-hmm. we've had the game reveals for each system as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is it safe to say that Irish, you're gonna you're gonna be sticking with the Xbox, I guess, or are you even gonna get yeah. the get the next
0: one? I mean, I'll probably wait a bit because I said like just gonna be able to play with the Xbox One for a bit, so I'll probably w- right. hold off, especially with you know new house and stuff happening. Okay. So, have you
1: have you seen the new PS Five design? Yeah, I did. How do you feel about it?
0: I mean, I don't particularly care what it looks like. Yeah, that's I nice. Like mostly, yeah, I mostly care how it plays. So sure. I, had a, I had a PS4 for a bit, didn't love it, and so I ended up just selling it.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Different strokes for different folks. Personally, I, I love the new design of the PlayStation 5 and, and the Series X, too. And they went in completely opposite directions. Yeah. But, <laughs> completely opposite. But I still think, you know, they hit the nail on the head, right? Like. PlayStation Five definitely went that more futuristic in design of uh, aesthetics, and yeah. I think they hit it. They're getting a lot of flack though from some, um, and pretty much the exact same verbiage could be said about the Xbox. Like it, yeah, sure. You know, the memes going around, like yeah, it looks like a refrigerator, but <laughs> the simplicity behind it also really kind of gets me going a bit. You know, I think it's, I think they're both like really good systems. I'm excited to see what they'll bring out. Are you looking forward to... Is there any game that you're looking forward to?
0: Yeah, not right now. I haven't really been looking into... I feel like I've been comfortable with what I have, and so I haven't really been looking to expand into a new game yet. So, I mean, maybe if Warzone gets less fun, or they release an update and it kind of pisses me off or something, you know, who's to say? But And plus you're in the middle of building the house, so I mean... Yep. Kind of busy. <laughs> yep, so I feel like things are kind of on hold right now as far as you know buying new gaming platforms or anything like that, or new games in general.
1: Yeah, so what's your what's your internet going to look like at this new house? Is it going to be better or worse, the same?
0: I think it's the same. it's the same. Um, we have Xfinity here, and I think it's just the same Xfinity there. However, they do have it wired up for um, fiber optic if Ooh. a fiber optic company comes in. Which is nice nice. so they don't have to do any additional work in the community they just literally come in and activate it
1: yeah that's nice because that's usually the the prohibitive factor you know when as these cable and uh and data companies come in you know they might only get to the subdivision before yours or even even half of a of a subdivision and it's going to cost them you know 30 40 50 grand to lay all of the infrastructure if they want to get to the rest of that community or they want to mm-hmm. get further out. So they want to, they always want to gauge the interest to make sure there's enough people that would sign up if they put that big investment in. Um, so it's nice that like the builder is, you know, gonna going to take, you know, a, a bit of that, you know, ahead of, ahead of it for them, which is really nice. Cause then, you know, like you said, once the fiber company comes in, you know, a lot of it's already laid for them, which is sweet. Yeah, I know a lot of companies also do exclusivity deals so like they say yeah we'll lay down this 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 wire or this fiber optics but everybody in this community should be on our service for like five years I know that's an option
0: I can appreciate that they did it beforehand this builder so so hopefully so maybe, have, maybe a year or so we'll see some fiber optic come in and see it improve
1: yeah we, we still need we still need a bunch of uh, we still need diversification And our isps like you know basically most people pick between their cable company and their phone company you know to to this point which it's like which one sucks less
0: basically you know
1: which company you know so it's it's always a discussion like with my computer company and when i talk to talk to clients and they want to they're having complaints about the internet i'm like well let's go with this company because they're currently they suck less than the other (laughs) other company that you have to choose from so We'll see if uh, this promise of 5G is going to make any kind of difference. I s- I still can't imagine that that it would, because who, you know, it's still going to be tied to your, you know, your cell data and that kind of stuff. So I don't know that. I'm sure they're going to have you know data caps and all that kind of stuff, where traditional ISPs don't typically have have data caps, or at least they they don't have it in my area. Lucky. Um, have you guys have you run into? D- I mean, I guess maybe we do, but I've never run into it, and I do a lot of downloading and streaming and stuff so you, you run into it before mania yeah so i have xfinity as well and i i don't know if um the data cap is imp- imposed on your area but for mine yeah, we get we get a terabyte download a month which you can kind of see the argument that you're never going to hit it right but i've hit it before mm-hmm. and they give you a little email and they say hey you went over your data cap um and they give you like one, maybe two months of of like leniency. So the email essentially says, hey, you're over. you got another month left to do this again. But after that, it's going to be like some crazy $10 for every 50 gigs over or something. The only reason I don't like it is because if you're going to impose a cap on something that doesn't really affect people, all you're doing is testing the market to lower it down, in my opinion. and that's why I'm not a fan yeah well and especially something you know I mean it, it's not it's not free for them right but it's just bits like it doesn't you know if if you if there was a day that went by where you used zero internet or you used you know 500 gigs they're not really going to notice a difference you know uh, on on their systems like it's just it, it seems almost like an arbitrary limit like you're saying maybe to just so they can set some different tiers you know to see where all their the customers average kind of average out and then they can maybe go back and then you know make a couple different plans with different tiers and things like that. Yeah, and I'll say the saving grace right now is it's been a few years since Xfinity started implementing this and they haven't done anything with it yet. So, they haven't as at least from what I can tell they haven't done the tiered system or or what have you and and some good news. They did lift it during like the first like three months oh, of the the pandemic that's currently going down. So I don't think they're really trying to harm anybody. I, I do think they're just looking at different business models but they haven't found anything to settle on
0: yet. Yeah, I feel like if they changed anything too drastic they'd piss a lot of people off. So
1: Yeah, especially seeing so many people are stuck with Xfinity. Yeah.
0: That's what Xfinity
1: is known for. Just everybody loves them. <laughs> that's what they're known for. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. But, I mean, uh, I can't. Man, complain. Like... I have their phone service, too. So, But it runs off of Verizon. So, Yeah, they have, like, an MVMO or something off of Verizon. Mm-hmm. It's nice because it saves me $20 off the line charge um, for every phone that I have. That's not bad. That's, yeah, that's not bad. Mm-mm. So, Irish with... Uh, as Bainey had mentioned with the pandemic, the COVID-19 going on, were you uh, were you working from home or what happened with, with your work with all that?
0: Yeah, I mean, thankfully, I do digital marketing, so I can pretty much do it from anywhere. So they basically just told us all, go work from home. And I mean, software company in general that works entirely on the Internet. They were like, yep, just everyone work from home, take your computer home. Um, so I haven't really been that affected and then just recently Utah has kind of been one of the states opening back up so now we kind of have the choice if we want to go into the office or not and it's nice Mm -hmm. because I live about five minutes away from the office so I can just jump back jump in my car and head over if I don't feel like I'm being terribly productive from home or if I want to just stay home and do whatever and putter around the house I can do that too
1: yep take your pants off mania style work from home that's not how you do
0: it (laughs) yeah man business up top (laughs) that's right for the, uh, for the webcam. Yep, party down below.
1: Exactly. Now I will say, when I work from home, because I'm in the same situation, um, if I have a meeting or something, 100%, I'm fully clothed, clothed as if I am in the office. And everybody's like, why would you do that? Just wear PJs Liar. or something. Nope, I... <laughs> guarantee you i am because i have seen too many videos <laughs> of people wearing like a nice shirt and a blazer and they have to get up and they stand up and they're in their boxer shorts and stuff i've seen it too oh, much it's not happening to me <laughs> that's so funny
0: and i check oh my, my i check my mute and i check my camera like 20 times before i do anything Mm-hmm. yeah
1: that's oh, for
0: man.
1: sure yeah that's I, I you know i'm 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 a paramedic so i can't do anything remote so i've we've Clearly had to go in the whole time, but yeah, yeah. I, I I really feel for these uh, these people that have to work from home or deal with like Zoom meetings, you know, five days a week. It just it doesn't sound like fun. It's exhausting for sure. Yeah. At least for my aspect.
0: The one thing I my company they have like a check in every morning at 8 a.m. which kind of pisses me off because it's literally just like making hey, sure you're, you're working. What what are you guys doing today? This great. Bye. <laughs>
1: What's the first thing you're going to do when you can after your state opens up more?
0: Honestly, like, I'm big into food, so I love going and, like, eating out and just, like, trying good restaurants, and I had just done, like, a little pizza crawl through Utah, trying all the good pizza places that we have. Oh, nice. Um, And so I got a couple left on my list, and so I want to go hit those places up once we can start. We can go get takeout right now, but...
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, now um, you brought up pizza, so obviously the logical question is going to be pineapple. Does no, it belong sir. to pizza?
0: No. Okay.
1: I'm right there with you. I don't know who is actually a pineapple lover. Like, I see what? I see them on forums, but I don't know if they're true. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like the Yeti. They're, yeah. They don't know if they really exist. Exactly. They're just bots. That's all they are. Misinformation bots talking about all the pineapple. It's fake news. <laughs> I do love, I do love pineapple, but I have not had it on any pizza. You know, it gets a lot of flack, and it's not my favorite. And I'm gonna say it doesn't belong on pizza. But like, there's worse things on pizza, like anchovies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, anchovies. I used to work at a pizza place here, and every once in a while, you'd get somebody that order anchovies, and I, I was a delivery driver, so I was never really like, making pizzas. But man. When they'd open that oh. like, little sardine jar thing and like get the anchovies, like oh my god, it's so gross. Did your car ever smell like anchovies? Oh yeah, cause like you we had like little bags that you put the pizzas in to keep them warm, like the whole restaurant, and then you got that that pizza bag, like it just it was it was gross. Oh my goodness, for sure. I have only ever seen anchovies on a pizza once, and it, I don't even want to hear anybody else say it. Like I don't understand how somebody <laughs> can think that's good. <laughs> yeah man I, but there's people good. yeah no it doesn't
0: No, oh, I man. feel like I'm a I'm a classic cheese pepperoni pepperoni and olive I love like a oh, shit what's it called with the basil and the like whole mozzarella I forget what oh well now I can't yeah. say I'm a pizza foodie anymore I can't even name a name a pizza
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm more of just a just meat guy I'm not a fan of veggies on my pizza they can be good but give me some pepperoni and sausage very basic, classic. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you sure. what I, I do not like cold pizza. I'm not a cold pizza guy. Fun fact: If you want to reheat it, fry it. One hundred percent. Put it in a fry pan. Oh, you know, my wife does. She we have a um, toaster oven, so she likes to put it in the toaster oven or the, uh, the regular oven too. But yeah, frying. So does it just get? I mean, obviously, I guess it goes through, but it gets the bottom crispy. I guess is the, mm-hmm. the big the big uh, point there. Yeah, I guess the bottom crispy, and the heat will warm up everything else.
0: So what I so. actually figured out is if you uh, just. Take your oven when it's cold. Throw your pizza on a pan and throw it in the oven and heat it up to like 400. And then by the time it's done preheating, it's perfect temperature. Oh, that's a good measure. Go. And, and it's and it's crispy. I got you. All right,
1: guys, I'm gonna spitball. I got an idea. The Irish J Man Mania Pizza Podcast. I say we just quit this SSG podcast. We just, get, we just 60 <laughs> quit minutes <that>. of pizza <laughs> right pizza now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I'll just bring, it, uh, bring, it, bring in a pizza we made that day and give it a shot. Right.
1: I mean, it's going to have to be a video show, I think. Oh, yeah. We can just trash talk anchovy pizza all day long. Why isn't this I mean, a thing? Oh, I man. Zach Galifianakis has Between Two Ferns. We can have Between Two Pizzas. <laughs>
0: <There you go. laughs> between the slices. <laughs> in the crust.
1: That's exactly it. I mean, see, we're on the topic of food. Why not? Let's keep going. Irish, you, uh, you got a favorite food? Or, or Actually, hold up. I'll take that back. Do you have a favorite dessert?
0: Ooh, man. Ice cream. Ice cream is my, my jam. I can polish off a gallon in at least a day or two.
1: Have you heard of Superman
0: ice cream? I have not. Ooh, All right,
1: what's that? So, I keep getting told this is a Michigan-only ice cream thing. Yeah. Um, But I don't know how true that is because... I am in Michigan. I don't see it outside. Either way, it's... I don't know how to explain it. It's like Neapolitan in the fact that there's multiple colors. So there's blue, there's yellow, there's red. Maybe green. Superman colors. Yeah, right? Maybe a little bit of green. And it tastes... Maybe green comes from the yellow and the blue mixing. You know what? You're making sense. (laughs) It tastes like Blue Moon, but slightly different and it's beer no um blue moon ice cream oh i've never had that you've never had blue moon i mean it's literally just blue oh. ice cream and it tastes oh. like blue moon and i i don't know <laughs> same thing with good-y? superman it has this <laughs> indistinguishable taste and i've never seen somebody describe it in a way that i could say yeah it does taste like that either way does what it i'm hearing...
0: like a little fruity though because we got something here in utah it's called play-doh ice cream yeah, it sounds kind of like what you're describing, but it's like
1: Oh, you know what? Maybe. Yeah, I would say it leans a little fruity. I don't I'm know if I'd it. say it that way though. But yeah. No. Let's let's go with that. Either way, it's probably one of my favorites and I love it cuz it makes me feel like a kid. It's just me or Ben and Jerry's. And I'll eat a That's pint true. myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I think we uh I think we definitely have our uh our next show guys we gotta we gotta have a food show i think that's that's gonna be it
0: that's next step man that's where we're Just, gonna go next let me know
1: we got it all right well we will uh we'll wrap it up there with the end of our uh, our food show because i think we would probably go on for another another hour talking about all the uh all the wonderful foods we like to eat and you know not eat <laughs> <laughs> so Thank you everybody for listening, Irish. We appreciate you coming on the show. Yes, and thank you Irish Maniac for coming and stepping in, man. It Anytime good chat with you. I love doing it. All right, guys. Well, we will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye-bye.